0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I want to talk college football real quick just because uh – just moments ago, we're looking at, at 319, and it's 336 now. Pete Thamel uh, tweeted out, ESPN College Football Insider Sources. Kalen DeBoer has informed Washington officials he's taking the job at Alabama. He's expected to tell his team soon. Uh, Dennis pointed out to me during the break, Washington has a team meeting scheduled for 53 minutes from now. 1.30 uh, local time, so it'll be 4.30 our time. Yeah. There, there you go. So that seems to be happening. few things. <laughs> One, I don't think he was their first choice. No. Two things. I think he's a pretty good hire. Yeah. I think it's a good time to get out on Washington. Yep. Because Michael Penix Jr. not coming back. Roma Dunze not coming back. Jalen Polk not coming back. Williams, they're running back, not coming back. And they built their success this year, run to the national championship game, on the backs of that explosive offense. So, so DeBoer is cashing in his chips, right? You only get a couple chances... At trying to to you know become an all time great and and he's trying to do that right going to place with all the resources with all the the brand name all of the everything that you're looking for he's chasing that that golden ring go for it I will never fault someone for that uh, Washington now has a 30 day open on all their players to go into the transfer portal if they want to leave I will never fault them for that either they committed to DeBoer and in some cases you know depending on how long they've been there some guys have been in college a while. Could be before DeBoer if 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 they want bounce if they want to bounce I'm for that also right everybody's an adult in this situation here's where it can touch closer to home for us Pete Thamel then just literal minutes after or seconds after really uh, tweeting that the, the DeBoer news is final he tweeted this out this is Pete Thamel ESPN insider Washington will be an attractive job officials there for now won't have any college market competition basically saying. Now, the Alabama job is full. All the others are full. They get to go take their time and without worrying about anyone else being scooped up by anybody else. Quick list. This is from Thamel. He does emphasize lo- uh, no order. Lance Leopold, Jed Fish, Matt Campbell, Ryan Grubb, Barry Odom. These are guys that are head coaches around the country. A lot of them have been mentioned for a lot of jobs over the years. Chris Kleiman, Kyle Whittingham. Here's where it gets interesting. Dave Clawson. Wake Forest head coach. Now, part of the reason I I really, really appreciate Dave Clawson is this is not the first time his name has popped up for other higher-paying jobs, Mm -hmm. and uh, it would not be the first time if he just came out and said, no, I'm staying here. And and you might expect that, right? And I probably expect that. Mm -hmm. But along the same lines of it's a good time to leave Washington, is it not a good time to leave Wake? Is it? It's it's what he's built his program on the last, however long long time at Wake, uh, and he's the eighth longest tenured coach in in uh, college football right now, or Division One college football. Eighth longest tenured coach in Division One college football has been on the veterans, has been on finding a diamond in the rough out of high school, developing them, and then by their junior senior redshirt senior year, really having them be the main contributors. I'm not sure that's going to make it work anymore in college football. And he's seeing it, right? He's seeing guys that he finds, he develops, then leave in the transfer portal and go star somewhere else with the most notable option being Sam Hartman, right? And now it's it's not about maybe finding the diamonds in the rough, because as soon as you polish up those diamonds, they might bounce. And actually, Wake Forest has done a very good job at getting guys to commit to staying, and they haven't been crushed by the portal often, but how long can you keep that up? Washington is a school that has significant resources. They'll pay up there, right? They'll, they'll, they, there's more supporters up there. They've won a national championship up there. They're going to the Big Ten up there. I was about to say, getting that Big Ten money. Which is a, a different beast, and... I I know Dave Clawson loves Wake, and I, again I I probably expect him to just say no, or or maybe he doesn't even become a true con- uh, contender for this. But do you think there's any part of him that's just like, I'm not the youngest coach in the world. I want to see if. Everything I've learned over these these years could, could, with the proper resources, actually make a run at this thing and go try to make a college football playoff at, at a place with a few more resources? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's likely, but, I mean, there's a reason Pete Dan will put him on that initial list, in no order. There's a reason why he was on that initial list. It's Because he's highly thought of in college football which allows you options and allows you to change your mind. There are coaches that, like, you know, for eight months, they're the hot coach in the market, and they turn down a big job, and then it's like, well, you never have to do that again, right? Because the next year you go uh, four and, and eight, and it's like, well, you know, those big jobs are never going to come calling again, so you turn down your, your, your opportunity. Dave Clawson has to turn down an opportunity seemingly every year, which is, is more difficult, right? It gives you the ability to change your mind if you want to. Uh, so we'll continue tracking that for you and, and seeing how that develops over time. In other ACC news, oh, we're not going there. We want to talk Florida State. Ah, uh, yes. I, this is an, an olive branch. And the reason why, by the way, for those of you not watching our stream, the reason why I said we're not going there is because Dennis put a graphic of UNC on uh, over my shoulder uh, on our video board. And and I, I Florida State, to me, needs UNC to back them up, hmm. needs NC State to back them up, needs Duke and Wake and Syracuse and, and Virginia and, and Pitt and, and everybody to back them up. And, and that is going to be just a true test of, of their uh, uh, self-control a true test of their pettiness, their judgmentalness, the true test of of everything they have inside them. Florida State is getting hit by the NCAA with penalties for recruiting violations. And against all my emotional judgment and hopefully in my better judgment, I am saying I think the ACC should go to bat for Florida State right now. This is an olive branch. They should go to bat for, for Florida State and say, what you're doing to one of ours, because Florida State is one of ours for right now, is, is not cool. The violations that Florida State is being attacked for by the NCAA are complete nonsense in college football today. I read the the NCAA report. A player was on a visit, a, a potential transfer who was in the portal, was on a visit to tallahassee and an assistant coach set up a meeting with a booster who runs a collective uh he dropped the player off at the meeting and his family off at the meeting the assistant coach was not a part of the meeting but they set it up dropped him off and left in that meeting a booster offered fifteen thousand dollars that was supposedly tied to attending florida state and the booster texted the family and the player after the meeting had concluded that's the bulk of it and florida state got hit pretty hard there are fines they're going to have five less scholarships per year uh, for a, a probationary period. They're, the assistant is is losing uh, quite a bit of his um, recruiting uh, ability, and he's suspended for the first three games. Mm-hmm. They they get less official visits. They have dead times when other teams don't have dead times. Here's the, Here's my official take on it. I agree it may be against the rules, and I am in favor of enforcing rules. But I am in favor of enforcing rules fairly. And what that means is one breaks the rule, everyone else that breaks the rule gets the same punishment. How messed up would it be if you're watching a football game and they say, Holding NC State, 20 yard penalty, first and 30, and then Florida State gets the ball and they go, Holding Florida State, five yard penalty, first and 15, (laughs) Florida State remains in possession? You'd go, Wait a second, that's the same penalty. With two different enforcements, right? If you break the rule, punishments are fine, but you got to be equal with how you're handling it. And I would guess, I won't say guarantee because I don't have hard and fast proof, but if I were more loose with my words, I would say I guarantee there are plenty of other programs making similar interactions. Does the NCAA actually allow themselves to be so gullible as to believe that all of the name, image, and likeness money that is being paid in college football is not contingent upon attending a university? Like if a collective for, say, say UNC offers $50,000 to a prospect, that money is good whether they, they uh, attend UNC or not. That makes no sense. If Michigan offers a kid hundred grand. Some collective called the the Wolverines Go 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 Collective. If they offer a hundred grand, and that player goes to Ohio State, does the NCAA really think they could still accept the hundred grand, or was that contingent upon going to Michigan? That's the only name, image, and likeness money that exists. Also, do you think it's better or worse that head coaches or assistant coaches can give a a recommendation on the collective to deal with? I want collectives to be recommended by assistant coaches, because that way the player is driven to the ones that are legit. Do you really want the collectives showing up in dark alleys and Instagram DMs where players don't know who is legit and who is just some person? That's how you want them to to reach each other? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Florida State's getting punished for what it seems like Everybody is doing some form of. Now, that's not to say other people haven't found different ways to get around the the rules and the loopholes, and technically they have not broken rules, But, but this feels targeted. This feels like the NCAA doesn't like what Florida State is doing, and they're targeting them, flexing their muscles a little bit, showing their teeth, and that's not why you punish people. You punish people because they broke rules. You punish people because that's what the rules say they should do. And, and unless you're going to go around searching for these types of infractions everywhere in college football, we're talking the SEC and Big Ten also, you don't do this. And the reason why I, see it, I say I think the ACC should go to bat form is because it is an olive branch because it is something that says you're not just our our member because you're tied to us through this grant of rights. You are our member because you are one of us. Also, Florida State complains a lot about being poor. Uh, Today they signed Mike Norvell, who was rumored to be a candidate for the Alabama job. He was the Florida State head coach, to an eight-year, $80 million extension. Who cries poor and then pays their coach $10 million a year? Florida State. I'm sitting here trying to get the ACC to back you up. And you just don't get it. You're just making yourself more and more unlikable. I get it. You had to keep your guy. I get it. He you know, just turned in an undefeated regular season. I get it. ACC championship. I get it. But you're not poor. You're not, oh, we can't compete with this. You. you do you know what could have just happened? Seriously? You just outbid Alabama for your coach. And then you're going to say, we can't compete with the SEC. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to compete. We only got eight years, $80 million for a coach that's had two good years. A a really good year, really, is what we're talking about. Yeah, let's keep it real. Keep it straight up and down like 6 o'clock. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are The Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you, or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Uh, speaking of college football, driving everything, let's go Let's go from a couple of college basketball conversations to a college football conversation. Uh, transfer portal, active. Very active. Very. Additions, re I don't even know what you call it. What do you call it when somebody goes into the portal and then goes back to their same team? Is it an addition, a re-edition? Is it a return? Is it a return to sender? Is it a bounce back? I just never left. No, oh, back like I never left. Like Brady when he first retired, like you didn't miss a practice or an OTA. Did you actually retire? No. But if you go in the portal, like, you know, you went to the bar and you took off your wedding ring, like you were you were hunting. You you explored. How about yeah. that? You explored. Well, there's one of those, uh, big addition and a big one of those uh, have joined the arms race uh, in in triangle college football. We'll start with UNC. Darwin Barlow. It's good good rhythm to that name. That's a great name, Darwin Barlow. Uh, incoming transfer committed to UNC from USC. Do you know what this is to me? Do you know what Darwin Barlow from USC, and that's not South Carolina, by the way, that's University of Southern Cal, I believe. Actually, let me double-check that. I'll check it for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's okay. You, I, I don't know why I had a little, little shaky moment there. Uh, the USC Trojans of Southern Cal. Um, him committing to UNC is the benefit of, of – UNC being more of a national brand. And it's different than how we're seeing the transfer portal played from elsewhere, right? Uh, Darwin Barlow was a running back from, from U S he is from Texas. First of all, went to TCU out of, out of high school, played two years there, transferred to USC for three years. So you have Texas, Texas, California. He's coming to the university of North Carolina. He's coming to Chapel Hill that is the benefit of being a national brand. That is the benefit of Michael Jordan. That is the benefit of cool sneakers. That is the benefit of 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 being University of North Carolina on a national level. Right? Guys that uh, maybe don't have any connections to this area still are like, it'd be pretty cool to play for them. Right? I'd like to get some player edition Jordan 11s. I'd like my cleats to be ones that get shout out on all the 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 sneaker websites. I like I'd like to uh, you know, I mean we can go on and on like UNC is cool, right? they the the Argyle pattern is cool. yeah, like I like, said, it's a national brand. It's a national brand. Uh, on contrary, if you look at like NC State is being very good in the transfer portal also, and I know these two teams don't like to be compared. but what is NC State doing? They're getting a lot of guys, uh, Hollywood Smothers running back from Oklahoma. where's he from? North Carolina. Noah Rogers, uh wide receiver from Ohio State, where is he from? North Carolina. Wesley Grimes went to Wake Forest, didn't even leave the state of North Carolina for college. Where is he from? North Carolina. Right, there's a lot of of guys coming back, but they're they're regional, right? They're aware of of what NC State is, less of a national brand, more of a, a like a homegrown North Carolina, North Carolina brand, North Carolina state brand. Uh UNC is going to use whatever whatever sway and cachet they have nationally to maybe broaden that net a little bit. That's a benefit for them. And, you know, every school in the ACC has their benefits. If you're not using your advantages to your advantage, you're foolish. As a redshirt freshman at TCU, Barlow uh, showed some flashes, right? 73 attempts, 428 yards, four touchdowns. He then used that, that flash to go to USC. Didn't do as much at USC. That first year, a little bit, but never really got his his uh, his footing. But he still has those flashes in there somewhere. And let's be real, do you know what a running back incoming to UNC's role is this year? And and Barlow is a one year eligibility guy. So do you know what his role at UNC is? When Omari in Hampton gets tired, you need to go in there and <laughs> and fill it in. This is Omari in Hampton's backfield. That is what it is, and. You, like, you know, Barlow may not be the most coveted transfer on the market, but no coveted transfer on the market is going to go to say, you know what I really want to do this year? I want to sit behind a guy that rushed for what, 15 touchdowns and 1,500 yards roughly last season. That sounds like a blast to me. As as UNC builds awards campaigns around the guy that that I'm backing up, that sounds like a dream for me. You're just not going to get that. So Barlow, as a guy with those flashes in there somewhere, maybe a little bit more ability to catch passes, that's that's a good deal for him. It's a very good deal for him. And cool sneakers. Always there. As I play Dennis's Dennis' strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other side, speaking of NC State, Aiden White, the re-return, right? <laughs> he came back. He entered into the portal. He came back. If you're unfamiliar with who Aiden White is, he's a two-time All-ACC corner. Uh, went into the transfer portal. Decided to withdraw from the transfer portal and go back to NC State. Now, I'm not a mind reader, and neither are you. So it's really tough to say what his motivation was. Um, there's obviously going to be suspicions in modern college football that he went into the portal looking for money, and either it wasn't there, or NC State's collectives came up with enough to get him to stay. Um, there's also the possibility that he went into the portal and then saw all of the other transfers going to NC State and said, Actually, we might be pretty good next year. I want to stay. There's that possibility. Uh, There's also, get this, ready? Here's the craziest option. Could be a college kid that uh, changed his mind. Could be a college kid that was like, you know what, I want want Mexican food tonight. And then on the way to the Mexican place went, ah, you know what, Italian. It happens. Could have just changed his mind. No matter what the motivation is, he's a really good player. And it was going to be the most difficult thing for NC State to do to replace both of their corners because Aiden White was going in the transfer portal and Shy Battle, the other corner, they were both very good last year, uh, announced he's going pro. Those two, replacing them would have been difficult. Much easier to replace one than two because now you give Aiden White the the more difficult uh, assignments you give him the the example setter, he'll be at the front of all the drills, he'll be the one setting the tone in the room, just as he has been, by the way. Last year, he was the returning most accomplished corner. All of that is very good for NC State's defense. And, and you know, it just goes to show the Darwin-Barlow commitment to UNC, uh, the, the Aiden White return is more so than ever college football rosters are living, breathing organisms changing by the day, if not by the hour, if not by the minute. It's 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 very similar to, um, right, when a college coach is recruiting a high schooler, when they committed somewhere else, it used to be, darn, we missed him. Now it's, he commits somewhere else, you let him know, hey, if things go wrong over there, keep us in mind, right? Same thing here. Aiden White goes in the transfer portal, Hopefully fans didn't go, you quitter. Oh, you don't want to finish what you started because he's back now. And it's like, oh, I remember what you said about me. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one. And it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take. But also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes. And I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.